Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, everyone's hot for the new Pokemon trainers, and we can't blame them. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Adrian Holmes. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the reveal of the new Pokemon Scarlet and uh, Violet trailer. And then on Thursday, Mark and I are predicting Nintendo's June Direct with Connor McCabe. But in the meantime, Adrian from the Super Gamer Boys podcast <laughs> is here. How are you, Adrian? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, Patrick. How about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm also doing all right. Um, la- last week I I injured uh, my big toe a little bit. Um, I remember you talking about so- this on the, on the Discord. <laughs> yeah, I I air a lot of my uh, <laughs> I air a lot of my personal injuries on, I'm, on I'm, the Discord. I'm glad they I'm glad you were able to find out that they're gonna let you keep it. They don't have. They to- are letting me. Ke- yes. <laughs> they are letting me keep it. Um, but it's, uh, I, I, it kind of, the, the pain flared up again this weekend. So I spent most of my weekend off of the foot, of course. um, which feels like a lost weekend. I mean, any weekend that you don't have to do work is a win in my book. So, I mean, that's such a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, speaking even of if wins, it's just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know it, it it was good i i watched uh i watched fire island the um uh bow and yang uh uh Joel Kim booster uh comedy on hulu mm-hmm. uh it was great um so i had a wonderful time watching that thoroughly recommend it um to anyone that uh, likes romantic comedies uh, at all uh here's another thing i can recommend the sonic forces borrowing program if you would like to borrow my copy of sonic forces for the nintendo switch you can get on the list to do so. All you have to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you, again, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It's a perfect borrowing program. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. And that's that's okay. It doesn't it doesn't diminish the value of the the program. Adrian, you 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 had a question about this before. Yeah, we got I did. <laughs> I I was asking how did this even come to be number 1? And number 2, how do you not yeah. like change your address after you send it out to just be <laughs> forever rid of Sonic Forces? I don't understand. So, I <laughs> I bought Sonic Forces on like a, a curiosity, right? I enjoyed Sonic Mania quite a bit and was like, maybe this will be the 3D Sonic for me. Turns out no, of course it of course the it was not. The 15th time is going to be the charm. <laughs> <laughs> for, for this is the 3D Sonic. This is the one. <laughs> We're all falling for it again. Everyone's excited about Frontiers. Not the I. Same mistakes. Not all I. Right, my man, here we go. <laughs> uh and so I, I think I believe I uh, what happened was on the episode I offered to lend it to Mark, um, uh, and and uh, I, I think I, I said it in a way that sounded like I was offering it to the listener, um, and Mark was like, "You should do that." And so we've been doing it now for 
you know, five years uh, sending out my copy of Sonic Forces. And it's only, it only didn't come back one time. So this is my second copy of Sonic Forces. I was just, Forces you ever. bought us. <laughs> it's a, the it's a good tax off, write-off, man. I guess. <laughs> your, your, your account's going to be like, oh, okay, I see you. Let's see her. Uh, your income for the year. Oh, here's your Sonic Forces receipts. We could do that. They're, they're deductible. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Pat- Patrick, I don't know how many copies of Sonic Forces you can deduct on your taxes. <laughs> I think the IRS has a strict $500 limit on that. Uh, here's something else you can do. Uh, if you don't want to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we can see it and we can shout you out um, pretty easily. If you leave a review anywhere else, we don't see it. We are blind to these reviews um, and mostly just because we refuse to go looking for them. Just uh, give us an email, hit us up on Twitter, let us know so we can give you a shout out on this show. One last thing you can do is you can join our Discord. Uh, we're having a nice time in there talking about uh, Nintendo games and trying to make sense of uh, Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, Adrian's in the Discord, uh, so you know it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Adrian, let's get into what we've been... Oh, uh, to get in... Sorry, I I messed it up. If you want to get into the Discord, you you do need an invite. So uh, either DM us on Twitter um, at Nin Cart Society or shoot us an email, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, uh, and we'll let you in. It's super easy. You got to be right, a Adrian. neat person, though. You, yeah, you got to be. You just got to be. Mm-hmm. All right, Adrian, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Sure thing. So I uh, let's on on the subject of uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, there was the first kick this weekend, um, which, uh, you know, was several different like uh, discrete hour long chunks. Uh, during which you could play online. <laughs> you didn't like the the sound of our. I only chunks. played the I only played the uh, you know normal one to two a.m. slot. <laughs> that's that's the only only time it could work for me. You know, twelve oh, noon sorry. to one o'clock. Too late. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So so you you did get a chance to hop in and and play it a little bit. I did. I played the first day it came out. I played the uh, eight to nine um, time slot, and the game itself. Is seems like it's gonna be really well made. Um, it runs pretty well. I didn't really have any t- any hitches gameplay wise. Kind of um, interested as to why the victory cutscenes are thirty frames a second, but maybe it's just because it's a it's a preview build. Um, I, I, yeah. That's just me though. Oh, but the the biggest thorn in my side about it was when I was playing online. I lost both mm-hmm. matches, mind you. And it's because people, for some reason, refuse to pass the ball. I don't mm. understand what everybody's apprehension is about being a team member, a team player on a team. But, yeah. Well, and especially when the tutorial is so specific about your shots are more powerful when, when you it comes pass. immediately off a pass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on your side here. <laughs> yeah. So the game itself is cool. I don't know how it's going to be with the online community. Um, you, I would definitely recommend that you partner up with a buddy instead of a random. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so I I jumped in uh, twice, like on, on two separate um, uh, little hour hour long chunks, and I got rolled both times. Um, the the 
I, I'm not really a, a strikers guy um, normally. Like that, just, they're just not games that I've gotten into before. Um, so I found myself overwhelmed a little bit with uh, just kind of everything. I had a hard time tracking my my character on the screen, um, and you know that's that's a well, playing online is like a bad place to like learn those things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because I mean? you're just letting people down. Press A um, to pass. Press or press uh, Y to pass. Press A to shoot. And now go into the twelve foot side of the pool, kid. <laughs> right. Good luck. Right. Um, but like it is a it is a a beautiful game in action. Um, and like I'm I'm determined to understand it. Um, I think it'll be fun to uh, play games online w- with friends and locally with friends. Let me see here. Uh. Let's see. I've uh, two two other games I've been playing. I've just been spending some time on the uh, um, Nintendo Switch Online um, services, mm-hmm. uh, playing Doctor Mario. Um, solid, uh, yeah, solid, solid. A great game. Um, I can only play Doctor Mario for a little bit before um, Sarah, my girlfriend, is like, "Let me play a couple rounds," and then uh, <laughs> and then I'm done playing Nintendo for the night. You hear from, from you hear from the other side of the house. Hey, is that Doctor Mario? Oh, great! Now I gotta oh, get off. <laughs> Uh, but she's very good at it, so it's fun to watch her. Um, and then uh, I played a little bit of Majora's Mask on the Nintendo 64 uh, mm. Nintendo Switch on- online app, um, which, uh, you know, by the time Majora's Mask came out on Nintendo 64, I wasn't really, like, plugged into um, my Nintendo stuff anymore, at least for a little while. Um, so, like, my my main experience with this game is on the 3DS, Um and uh, I'm having a fun time uh, kind of slowly uh, grinding my way through Majora's Mask uh, on emulation of the, you know, uh, original version. Now, Patrick, some um, quote unquote real gamers would say that you mm. are committing um, treason by playing the 3DS version uh, because there are right. numerous changes and fixes that they did um, that they say break the Majora's Mask formula. Um, how would you like to respond to these allegations? Uh, I will uh, confess, yes, I am a traitor. I, <laughs> and I have no shame about it. Uh, no, I mean, it's, uh, I, uh, I, I, I know that there are like some issues with the like momentum system in the game. So both uh, as the uh, Deku scrub, when you're like hopping along, the momentum doesn't quite work the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the swimming when you're the Zora, um, that it uses up magic to swim fast, which means something that you used to be able to do uh, infinitely in the original version of the game you are now extremely limited on using uh, in, in the 3DS version. Uh, guess what? I never finished the 3DS version because I found it frustrating. <laughs> so, well, they were right, um, yeah. sounds like. <laughs> they were right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, Majora's Mask because um, I've never I've never seen most of that game, uh, and I'm I'm excited to you know finally earn whatever cred that gives me yeah. if it earns me any cred at all. Well, for some it's it's the better of the two uh, Zelda games mm. that came out on the platform, so I think you're in for a ride. I'm excited. I'm excited, and I'm excited to have my heart broken over and over again, because um, that was one of the reasons that I had to stop playing the 3DS version. I couldn't deal with helping the Gorons out and then having to reset time and be like, "Oh no, they're not helped out anymore." Right. I found, and then, I found oh no, upsetting. they're going to potentially be crushed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the rest of Termina. 
Oh no! It's all for nothing. Uh, Adrian, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I have been playing. It's not a strictly Nintendo game, but it is a Switch console exclusive. Um, it it's an RPG that came out last year uh, called Eastward, and it's made by a studio named Pixpill. Uh, I believe they're based in China, um, and it's focuses it's an rpg that focuses on two characters it's a young girl named sam and her um pseudo father figure um john and there's this whole ecosystem kind of thing with this world where there's people who live underground and you know in this town going outside and going above ground is forbidden it's it's a you know they they try to spin the story and say there's nothing up there but death and destruction and of course they break through they get up there and they see it's awesome and it's it's gorgeous <laughs> up there but at the same time there's other factors that are going on that might uh how should i just i'm i'm trying try not to be spoilery um yeah sure but there's other factors that may cause everything to go away. Uh, and, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, but I will say that I think this is probably one of the most beautifully designed games that I've seen in the last few years. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game, uh, Patrick. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I picked it up when it when it came out on Switch. Um, cause it's got a, it's got a very secret of mana, secret of evermore, um, sort of, uh, look and gameplay style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found, I found the, uh, the opening couple hours to be, um, a little bit of a chore. Um, so I, I, I didn't pick it back up. How, how deep into the game are you? I probably am at about six to seven hours in right now. Okay. Um, yeah. it definitely, it, it is a slow burn, but I think that's on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a there's a certain point where, and I, I hate when people talk like this about <laughs> RPGs. It's like, oh, you just got to be 500 hours in, and then it gets right, good. Right. But honestly, it's all in for the sake of world building. Like they're really just trying to they they put a feeler out there for you, and if you grab it, then they they start pulling you, and, and next thing you know, yeah. right? Next thing you know, it's eight <laughs> hours later, and you're like. Man, I do have to do that side quest for that person. I want to see them, you know, succeed. Um, and, but and at at seven or eight hours, you feel like it's it's uh, it's. I, I gotta you? yeah, I gotta see it through to the end. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm really really enjoying it. Um, I can I can very highly recommend it. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, um, one that another RPG that needs no introduction. But we have to say the name regardless. Um, I, I've been picking away at uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga here and there for the Game Boy Advance. Um, good grief. What a, what a, what a game. <laughs> what, a, what a great game, man. Kicking off the, the Mario and Luigi Saga that never really got the, the praise and recognition that it deserved. Um, I think it sits right next to uh, Paper Mario and Mario RPG. Uh, it stands shoulder to shoulder with them, and in my eyes, the series does. And it's wild how the uh, the first entry in all those series, Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG, which I know is the only entry, um, and Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga, all first entries, and they're all bangers. They're all great. Yes. But this, I feel like, is the first one where the sequels get better. Mm. So, because you got 
Superstar Saga to start off, and then you have Partners in Time, and then you had in- Bowser's Inside Story, which is just like yeah, the yeah, pinnacle yeah. of the series. I love Inside Story. <laughs> so, and and they, you know, we got a good a good run of them before you know, rest in peace, uh, Alpha Dream ended up closing. <laughs> but we got what we got, so who knows? Maybe this year, maybe. Somebody else picks the series up and we get Ooh. one at E3. Who knows? Anything could Ooh, happen. That would be wild. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, except except that E3 doesn't exist anymore, but sure. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, what do they call it? Key 3? Key lead 3 now? <laughs> is, that, is that what the kids are calling it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so you, you said uh, Game Boy Advance. So you're playing the, the original version of it. Um, what uh, what hardware are you playing that on? On a, on a GBA? Yeah. I go back and forth. Um, between my, my SP and my, uh, we were talking about in the, in the discord when you guys, when you put out your recent, um, your special editions episode, it's the Mm -hmm. only special edition that I have. Um, I'm not really a special edition console guy, but this one really got me. It's the Famicom, um, Game Boy Micro. Uh, I got it while I was, yeah, I got it while I was on a trip in Japan and, I was like, this might be the only chance that I have to get this Game Boy. So I'm going to go to Super Potato, uh, which is a game store out there, and I'm going to get me one. And that's what happened. That was one of my, like, I'm not leaving this country without that in my right, bag. Without that. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's great. I love uh, I love playing games like that on original hardware. Um, it, it doesn't it, hit the same any other way. It, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, all right. Well, those are that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Okay, coming out Wednesday, June 8th, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords is coming to Switch. Um, and then on Friday, June 10th, uh, Mario Strikers Battle League comes to switch uh now adrian i think we're both obviously uh interested in mario strikers battle league um mm-hmm. where where are you on uh knights of the old republic 2 i'm in i i have <laughs> i mean i don't i don't understand the the like is is it allowed to not like kotor i, I don't think i've ever heard anybody <laughs> who played it been like uh not my cup of tea you know uh, you know, I, I I also would have accepted, I don't care about it, because I know there are people for whom Star Wars doesn't do it. Okay, uh, so yeah, if you're, I'll, I'll say this, if you're into Star Wars and you've played this game, I don't know anybody who does not like this game. We'll put it yeah, in sure, that sure, sure. in that context. Um, um, I I have never played either of the KOTOR really? games. Really? And I'm a big Star Wars guy. What What happened just didn't? didn't line up at, at the time or passed you by you know, i mean the the uh the first one came out on uh just xbox right mm-hmm. both of them yeah well that, yeah that, well there you go that that was why i i was not uh i i co-owned an xbox with my friend scott so we could play halo um and it just lived in his dorm room and i never got to play it on my own <laughs> so, gotcha gotcha uh um, so yeah i mean that that's most of it but you're saying i i should rectify this i should go back absolutely and play these games um i would definitely say keep in mind go into it with the mindset that this is early bioware of course mm-hmm. so this is where a lot of the foundations for later games were made so a lot of it is going to be a little bit 
less evolved than your Mass Effects. Mm-hmm. But the entire package, the story, is what really makes the game. Both of them. Um, so do, do you think I should play both of them or just skip right to two? No, play both of them. <laughs> okay, all right. I got homework <laughs> then. Um, my uh, my buddy um, was a big part of the uh, modding community that restored a lot of the um, DLC in uh, KOTOR 2. Um, so he's talked to me a lot about how good the second one is, mm-hmm. um, but I have yet to have anyone ma- really make the case for the first one. But uh, if, if you think I should do it, Adrian, I'm going to do it. Do it. Also... I'd like to uh, fight the good fight um, and and wave the banner for uh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Uh, that's Ooh. another one. Uh, now, hear me out before you get crazy. It's a first-person right. shooter, right? But it stars a squad of elite um, clone troopers. And they're, they kind of... Sh- it, it's kind of like um, Clone Wars. You know, the, the unit with... Um, I can't remember their names right now, but you know who I'm talking about. Like the uh, main guys or the Bad Batch? Like it's kind of like a, the Bad Batch. It, it it this game walked so the Bad Batch <laughs> could run. Got it, got it, got it. Um, but yeah, the the characters in here they they share a really special bond. You really do care for them. There's a great story, and for the time, the shooting was really good. Um, so I would definitely recommend that too. That was another Xbox joint. So I don't know what it is with was. Uh, with Starbucks and yeah. Starbucks, Xbox and Star <laughs> Wars, but they were like you know close knit. Yeah, they were. It's that that's so funny. I had never put it together. Uh, Xbox and Star Wars is Star Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> Phil Spencer. Uh, give me my check. Uh, all right, Adrian. Let's get out of the new releases. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Adrian and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Adrian, we are talking today about about non-Disney, non-Pixar animated movies. Because you saw The Bad Guys this weekend? Yes. Um, I saw The Bad Guys, which is DreamWorks' new animated feature. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is the most, how should I say, the most Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg-era DreamWorks movie that there's been. And when I say that, I mean like, Katzenberg was not he's the original founder and president of DreamWorks, but he was notorious for he had that Steve Jobs kind of personality where it's like, I want it done right and I want it done right now and I'm gonna be a dick about it, you know? Right. Um But it's it's a masterclass, I feel like, in animation. The the just the movement, it's so frantic, but it makes sense. It it feels like a comic book and um a Looney Tunes cartoon and a painting all mashed into one. And I don't know how they pulled it off, but they managed huh. to do it. Um, man, that, that is so, I, I gotta say that, uh, the movie doesn't show well in trailers. Like, um, when, when I've seen trailers for the bad guys, I'm like, eh, okay. I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know if I can care about this, but I mean, maybe I should have more faith in DreamWorks, right? Well, I, that's tough. That's a tough statement <laughs> to tough. say. That's a tough one. That's tough. Uh, DreamWorks now. I don't know. DreamWorks, you know, a few years ago, you can't really go wrong. But I definitely would say it's at least worth a matinee. Um, I think the story was really mm-hmm. clever and well done. It really did make you care about the characters, which is, in my opinion, you know, hard to do, especially yeah. with a story as, that moves as quickly as this. Um, yeah, I recommend it. Um, do you, uh, I'm, I'm going to put forth one of my favorite, uh, or I think my favorite DreamWorks, uh, animated movie, uh, has got to be, uh, Shrek Forever After. Have you ever seen Shrek Forever After? That's part four, right? I think so. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure long. I saw it when it came out and then yeah. did not ever see it again, but it wasn't out of a negative thing. It just never, uh, you know what? I should watch Shrek four today, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a tough, like. I think by the time three other Shrek movies have come out, uh, the appetite for a fourth is like, no, thank you. Shrek um, cinematic fatigue. That's right. Um, but it's it's great. He like wishes for a world without his family and then like has to live in a world where he never met Fiona and had the the, the baby ogres. It's really dark. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do I not remember fantastic. this? Did I block it out? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't see it. <laughs> You know what? There's a possibility. I know for sure I saw the third one because that one had Justin Timberlake in it, right? <laughs> I think I think that sure. was the big signal because I remember them pushing him in all the ads. It was like, "Come and see all of your favorite friends and Justin Timberlake as this character." Like they really thought he was a big get at the time. Uh, well, and I mean he's he's Timberlake. He is a big get. Fair All right, point. that's that. That was the uh, applause. Uh, so we we will never know if we had uh, something else to say <laughs> about uh, DreamWorks movies. Uh, but we were accompanied today by the Berliner Philharmoniker. All right, Adrian, let's get into the news. Last Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific time, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company premiered the first full-length trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and. Violet. Uh, Adrian, first I gotta know, did you wake up early to watch this thing? You know I did. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, I don't know why, but I had it in my head that it was gonna be like a direct, like a a (laughs) present. Not a direct, I know better than uh, from from, uh, Pokemon. Um, But yeah, I wasn't wasn't expecting a three minute trailer and then go back to bed. (laughs) I. Uh, Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I, I I I dig the direction it's going in. The coolest thing for me was um, they're gonna let you do up to four people for co-op, and then yes. you don't all have to be in the same area. Like you can just go the entire length of the map and still all be playing together. That's awesome. Cause you could yeah. somebody could be in like a snow region, and you could be like, hey, catch me a couple of these and bring it back, or I'll meet you in the middle, or I'll meet you halfway, or something like that. It yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how that all works with because it looks like the battle system is like the the turn based right like if there's no like yeah kind of like real time stuff um, so it just makes me wonder like how you know one person's experience outside the turn based battle is going to compare to the person inside the turn based battle um, I'd imagine you know, it's probably like, going to be like a spectate right like yeah maybe or I mean maybe you can get in on the action and like uh, you know quadruple you know, team that Caterpie. <laughs> <laughs> that caterpie's going down. 
Um, all right, some some uh, some highlights from from the trailer. Um, we met the two mentor professors, uh, and they're both babes, like just smoke shows. Yikes! Um, <laughs> uh, the one from Scarlet is a lady professor who uh, appears to be wearing like a caveman loincloth under a lab coat, and it um, all works, baby. It it all works. <laughs> um, and uh, the professor in Violet, I didn't write down either of their names, so I apologize for that. But. Um, uh, is just a stud. Um, he's uh, got that like movie star stubble the, on his face. The, the Clooney. Yes, that's right. That is right. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Pokemon professors are now thirsty as all get out. Uh, and I think we're all about it. Like, yes, thank you, Pokemon Company. Um, we we met three new Pokemon: uh, Lechonk, who is a pig; uh, Smoliv, who is some sort of nervous olive; and Palmy, who is uh, the latest Pikachu clone. Um, Adrian, how how do you feel about these these new Pokemon? Uh, all I know is the internet went absolutely insane over that pig one. Lechonk, like I, they love. The I've pig. never seen. Yeah, I've never seen fan art come up quicker of a Pokemon than that one. <laughs> But I guess it's easy yeah. when it's just based off a circle. So <laughs> it's a it's amazing to me how much they're like leaning into the sort of like memefied language uh, for for naming Pokemon. Um, Lechonk being the name of, of of the pig character. Like Chonk is such a like internety kind of way to refer to uh, some something chubby. And Smoliv um, is S M O L I V E, and you know that's like. Also, that sort of like internet uh, lingo for small, yeah. yeah. Um, like they're just leaning into it. Uh, they they know what they're doing there. They're like, look, man, we're at a thousand Pokemon. We'll take anything we can get. <laughs> hey, you kids That's like true. internet lingo? Yeah, throw it in there. Who cares? Sure, just do it. Who cares? <laughs> um, we also got to see the two new legendaries, um, Koridon and Miraidon, um, and they're both sort of like motorcycle-y dragons. Now. Would I be insane for saying that these are some of the coolest legendary designs we've gotten in a long time? Because no, they are. I think you're right. I think they you're rule. right. Um, I, I, al- I always feel like the uh, legendaries uh, look a little bit too transformery to me. Like they almost look, you know, like a little bit too just like you can see the like chunks of metal um, or like weird bones or something. Uh, and these guys, like, I just like that they, they have. They look like animals. What, they look like animals, but they have like a one of them has a tire on its literally. Chest, yeah, right? <laughs> it's somehow it's uh, organic rubber matter. Yeah, of course. Um, and so the, the names uh, uh, Coridon and uh, Miridon um, are uh, w- when translated, one of them translates to um, like uh, classic past. or like yeah, the past, and the other two like the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget which is which, um, but I think you can see it in the designs of those characters that the one sort of looks like a classic motorcycle and the other looks like a motorcycle in F-Zero or something. Yeah. Even the professors, because she's in the caveman uh, uniform yeah, totally. and he's in the, the like future, you know, Star Trek uniform type beat. Yeah, that's it. so knowing that we've seen some time travel in um, Legends Arceus, um, do you think it's possible that we have like elements of time travel in this game i wouldn't be surprised um i just want to know how they would figure that because in that sense right do you think that both professors are in each game then no i don't think so i think uh they're they're uh restricted to one version of the game now what would be really cool is if in Uh one version you go backwards 
and in the other version you go forward. Oh my god. <laughs> and then yeah. One version you can only get like prehistoric Pokemon like Kabuto or something like that in one version mm-hmm. and then the other one you can get like Porygon 2 in the future. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, also that there being like some sort of like portal in the middle yeah. where you can uh travel over to your friend's game and play in the future or you can bring them into your game and play back in the past. Now Game Freak, I'm I'm, I'm available for for employment <laughs> if you want. I I'm willing to relocate to Japan. I I need to be paid in onigiri. But other than that, <laughs> now <laughs> it is possible that that's already what this game is. I'm not Hopefully. I don't want to get I don't want to get us too excited, but like if this is a time traveling Pokemon game, like I'm down. Yes, please. Well, cuz uh <laughs> so, you know, we we've seen a little bit of what the new region looks like, but the region hasn't been named really. Um and we don't have any sort of sense of like what the game's thing is yet, right? Like that usually comes a little bit later. Oh, you mean um, like the hook or the the big mechanic? Yeah, yeah, what the hook? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They haven't said anything about that yet. Hmm. And we're pretty close here. So, I don't know if there is going to be one mm, i mean they, it could be that they're leaning on the open worldness to be uh the hook which fair like that that's pretty cool pretty unique especially with the the four player simultaneous that's yeah, awesome this that's what people wanted so here you go there you go um uh, and the release date that we got is november 18th um so like you said adrian uh coming up on us like so fast i, <laughs> I can't believe it it's already june before you know it yep uh later that day uh the day of the direct uh, undertale creator and composer of its soundtrack toby fox revealed that he wrote one of the musical themes for the game um and that theme of course will be uh rearranged and remixed um for different parts throughout the game but it's one of the like uh field themes like one of the main uh mm-hmm. like overworld themes uh and just as a reminder toby fox also composed some music for little town hero which was also developed by game freak that's how he got um, his foot in the door that's right. Um, so, and that, that that's cool that he's like that he's. Uh, I mean, I hope he never stops uh, making games too, because uh, his games are rad. Yeah. Um, but it's cool that he gets to like compose for some of the best selling games uh, on on the platform. Yeah, that's. I mean, he he did that. He did some work for Smash Brothers. He's best friends with Sakurai. Mm-hmm. So, I don't see why yeah. not. I I, I really like though that they let him step up. Like this is his um his major leagues moment because before. His music was only optional if you went and did something else in the game. That's right. But now, like, it's a main soundtrack track. Like, everyone mm-hmm. is going to hear this, and I think that's really cool. That's such a, a big opportunity. I mean, granted, he did make one of the, like, most talked-about games ever made, but that stage right. is so big for him. So I'm glad to see, you yeah. know, him making it. Yeah, it's nice to see someone succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know if this is related, but since we're talking about Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Smile received an update last week, adding over 100 new Pokemon and the ability to change your partner Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Smile, of course, being the thing that helps you brush your teeth, um, which, uh, you know, I never checked out because I'm pretty good at brushing my teeth. Adrian, you're pretty good at brushing your teeth. Yeah, I'm not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it would be pretty interesting to try one time, you know, just to see exactly what it what it entails. Totally. I mean, if I if I was a kid, I would have been all about this. Now, this uh, is the one where when you brush, your Pokemon gets like experience points or something like that, right? 
I assume so. <laughs> you know what? Let me go ahead and download this. I need to. I, I'll investigate and I'll, I'll report my go. findings. All right. Good, good, good. Um, one more Pokemon related story here. We learned last week that Junichi Masuda is stepping down from his role as managing director at Game Freak. Uh, Masuda has been working on the series since the beginning, uh, composing music, designing and naming Pokemon for decades. Um, but Adrian, don't worry. He's not going that far. Effective immediately, uh, Masuda is the chief creative fellow with the Pokemon Company. Um, oh, thank so goodness! <laughs> it's not. It's less of a uh, a loss of a talent and just a repositioning of the talent. Uh, he'll no longer be involved in the individual development of uh, specific games in the franchise and more involved in like brand management of Pokemon. Now. To be fair, he has been stepping back over the past few years already. He mm-hmm. he hasn't been like nearly as involved. He's been more of um uh he's kind of been like Miyamoto, where Miyamoto doesn't like actively make games anymore. He's more of like um he's the old samurai that's like sitting on the hill and they go to him for advice. He's like, Miyamoto san, what should I do with my game? And then he's like, my my young son, my young game developer <laughs> son, let me tell you how to make a, a fantastic 10 out of 10 experience. And that's kind of what yeah, he's been he, doing. So he's just kind of shifting gears now, fully. Yeah. And and I, I think that's actually, like, kind of good. Uh, like, I, I, I like that um, it, it seems like there's a little bit more young energy in uh, the Pokemon games lately, mm-hmm. that they're, like, open to the ideas uh, and, like, the direction that the... Uh, newer Game Freak employees like want to take these games in. Like I, I think that's uh, what we see in uh, Legends is like a re- direct result of that. Um, and you know, uh, Masuda has too much uh, institutional knowledge, too much creativity, uh, too much of just the juice um, to be restricted to any one game. Like if he's like, here's what's next for Pokemon uh, on on the on the grand stage here. Um, I, I think he's he's perfect for that. Yeah. Too much, too much experience to just up and leave. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last week at PlayStation State of Play, there was a ton of new Resident Evil news, uh, including the reveal, the first official reveal of the long-rumored Resident Evil 4 remake and PlayStation VR yes. 2 content coming yes. to Resident Evil Village. Uh, and we could, we, could, we could talk about that in a second. But what does that mean? Uh, what does that have to do with Nintendo? Uh, while the Resident Evil games are seeing a dramatic, even more dramatic than usual, price drop on the Switch eShop, um, the sales prices I'm about to uh, list are in effect until June 17th. Uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 0, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, and Resident Evil 6 are all 10 bucks. Um, and Resi- Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil Revelations 2 are uh, $7.99 each. Um, that's like deeper discounts than usual. I usually see them at like uh, 15, 12, 15, like 13. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if you were ever interested in these games, I think now is the time to, to get them. But Adrian, do you want to talk about Resident Evil 4? I do, but it's not centric to the, to, to Nintendo. So no, I know, but I'm so excited about it. How about that? We'll leave it at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also very excited. Uh, the, the two and three remakes, uh, were just wonderful. I love Mm -hmm. them to pieces. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for, for four um and then just a little side note here there are a handful of other capcom games that are also on sale right now um that sale ends uh today the the day this episode comes out um 
but the the Resident Evil games are on yep. sale till the seventeenth. Do yourself a favor, pick up those uh, Mega Man X collections. Mm-hmm. Tons of bangers mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, and the 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 Mega Man Legacy collections and the uh, the Mega Man X. It's you know, I mean, between is, them, it's what like eighteen good games. Yeah, is Ace Attorney on sale? Because that's another one. Yeah, I think they are. I there think you go. the the two Ace Attorney collections are are also on sale. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, but also those go on sale a, a lot. It's the Resident yeah. Evil games that are on like special sale at this point. Yeah, true. Uh, in a uh, post on a Japanese recruitment website, Super Mario Odyssey lead visual effects artist Junki uh, Ekiuchi talked about specific challenges uh, of adding visual effects to a game with so many contrasting visual styles. Um, so it, I, I thought it was a cool little bit of insight here, so I'm just going to pull some, some quotes from the piece. Um, uh, he writes... When Mario <clears throat> when Mario runs in Super Mario Odyssey, a small white cloud of smoke appears under him. Senior colleagues of mine often say effects are like glue that hold that also hold together things when uh, when things in the game interact with each other. When Mario throws his hat and hits an enemy, uh, things like stars pop up to visually let you know that you've hit the target. But when Mario interacts with the real world, like in New Donk City, the big problem becomes choosing which of the two art styles the visual effect should resemble. Should we choose an effect that resembles the animated Mario? If if so, uh, it wouldn't match the realistic city, and the same could be said in reverse. To solve this problem, ideas were taken from both themes and blended together. And then he gives an example. Take, for example, a waterfall in the middle of the wilderness, which has a realistic splashing effect. Uh, but when Mario hits something, cutesy stars pop. Cutesy stars pop out instead. We didn't want every character in the game to have the same effects. If a dragon breathes, uh, if a dragon breathes out fire, the fire gets more realistic the further away it gets from Mario. And we kept that design choice in mind when making all the effects across all stages of the game. Um, so just a cool little. Look, I love Mario Odyssey, and I love reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. Um, See, these are the people the, that I want to hang out with. You know what I mean? Right? Like, <laughs> I I don't know very many people who, like, I know a lot of people who like video games, right? I know a lot mm-hmm, of people who mm-hmm. like video games a lot. But I've never been able to have a conversation like, man, what did you think of those particle effects in, <laughs> in Super Mario Odyssey? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Would, ah. well, it's, it's It's so cool to think that, like, because uh, when you encounter, I assume they're talking about the big dragon in the ruined kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, it looks like it's out of Game of Thrones. Um, and if it's breathing fire and the fire is like nowhere near Mario, that can be photorealistic fire. And that makes sense. But as it gets closer to Mario, it needs to be more cartoony. <laughs> That's so rad. <laughs> oh, so cool, man. Yeah. Um, thanks to Nintendo Everything for the translation on that piece. Uh, I can listen to them talk about that kind of stuff all day. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, Nintendo will once again be skipping Gamescom for 2022. The late summer video game convention in Cologne, Germany is the largest in the world and at one point was a normal part of Nintendo's uh, summer publicity tour. But that changed in 2020 and Nintendo has not had a presence at or made any announcements during Gamecom, Gamescom since before the pandemic. Regardless, Gamescom will be August 24th through the 28th. Uh, Adrian, how do you feel about this? Nintendo skipping out on Gamescom. I mean, it's kind of par for the course, right? At this point, they don't really do anybody else's stuff but their own these days. It's kind yeah. of like a, it's it's Nintendo Direct or go home. I don't think they've been yeah. at a at a show. Like I don't even think they do Tokyo Game Show anymore, do they? 
Mm, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think it, they they are like just kind of in laying low mode. Yeah, because yeah, if they, it, I feel like if they weren't gonna do anything else, they would do Tokyo Game Show because it's right there and it's it you know it's home turf. So if they're not right. gonna do it there, they're definitely not gonna do it anywhere else. Um. So what do do you think this portends anything for? Uh, on uh, I've I've been predicting that we're gonna have a Nintendo Direct, um, next week on on the the fourteenth Tuesday, um. But uh, we are getting closer and closer to that date without having any kind of announcement. And I understand by the time this episode comes out, there may be some kind of announcement. I was going to say, it could probably be tomorrow morning. Like, oh, it's going to be a Nintendo Direct next week. Or it could be two days before, like they've done, you know, a couple of times where it's just like, actually, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in about 15 seconds. So So get ready. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past them. We're definitely going to get one, I'd say, at least between this and next month. Yeah, I think so, sometime in June for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, you know, Nintendo's pattern, accepting 2020, because 2020 was... Nobody uh, was an, doing an, anything. <laughs> an, that's right. It was an anomalous year. Um, they're always uh, February, June, September. February, June, September. Mm-hmm. Um so it would be weird if we didn't see something. Um, perhaps related to this, uh, Ubisoft has announced that they will not be holding an E3-style showcase this year. Um, we know that they are working on Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, um, which is... Uh, do, did we ever get a, a release window for that Like I of 2022? I could have swore it was late this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not 100%. Actually, you know what? You just reminded me. I still needed to do the, um, the Donkey Kong dlc for me that too game. me too i i loved the base game mm-hmm. um and uh when when the dlc came out um i started by like uh sampling some of the just like higher difficulty things and that was a mistake yes uh, that game is hard <laughs> the game is hard and then when they make it like intentional when they make it harder it's too hard <laughs> i'm good I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'm it good. on normal i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you um, well, okay. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see what, I, I just, I, I hope, I hope we get an announcement tomorrow of a direct, um, for, for next week. We but have to. who knows? Uh, I'm, who knows? I'm, Ubisoft probably realized that, you know, we can't really keep affording to pay all these dancers. <laughs> so we're just not going to do it anymore. You know, plus it's, it, sure. it, you can just pile on all the rest of the excuses, uh, you know, plus COVID plus, you know, A, B, and C. That's right. That's right. We just don't need to do it anymore. Now, come on. How much do you think it costs them to hire a stage full of dancers to promote the next Just Dance? Well, you definitely got to rent a food truck, right? Because you got to feed them. Yep. Yep. Maybe two food trucks. Yeah. So Uh, who knows how much those two cost? Um, And then you have to put them up. Maybe what? 30 dancers, maybe? Yeah. So you have to put them up somewhere. Okay. Okay. So that's at least a night. And then you have to pay for rehearsals. It's not worth it. You're right. It's not worth it. Yeah. Universal Studios Hollywood put put out a 30 second trailer for the incoming Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge attraction. Um, The ride is scheduled to open, quote, early 2023 with the rest of Super Nintendo World. Um, Here's a little bit of copy from the press release. Um, quote, the innovative achievement will, prof- will, will propel guests into, into a multidimensional experience that recreates iconic environments from the Mario Kart games where no two races are alike. 
Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge is also one of the most complex rides ever built within the entertainment industry. It, <clears throat> the sophisticated ride is a multi-sensory cornucopia of color, sound, and movement that invites guests to navigate familiar environs through the creative use of integration <laughs> through the creative use of in and integration of head-mounted augmented reality goggles, a point of differentiation that distinguishes this ride from other theme park attractions. I'm overwhelmed already. Now, Patrick, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you think yeah. that I didn't watch the 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 POV uh, yeah. videos of this ride when, when uh-huh. Super Nintendo World opened in Japan... You are sorely mm-hmm. mistaken, my friend. I, <laughs> I know this ride inside and out, <laughs> okay? I can't wait for it to come to L.A. so I can finally ride it. Right? I, I'm So the, this bit where they say no two races are alike, is that because it's like an interactive ride? Like It, it can be. Um, you can use items. You can use items, per se. Um, yeah, sure. In, in the track. Um, I don't think you can ever lose, of course, but which, you know what? That could be interesting. If, if you lose sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That Cause then be you'd have to ride again. <laughs> Until See? you win. Yeah. Um, no, but you do use different items and, and I think there are branching pathways. So you go on different courses oh, per se or different yeah. parts of courses. So that would make it not the same ride. Of course, it's not going to ever be, you know, you'll you'll never ride the same ride twice because it would have to be an infinitely big warehouse. But <laughs> but it's still, I mean, that's it, it's still very cool. I'm a oh, little yeah. nervous about uh, like the AR goggle stuff, um, just because like people it, it makes cut well because of people, um, but also just because like uh, I don't know all of the rides at Universal where um, they incorporate like a moving element and a screen at the same time. I'm thinking of like the uh the harry potter like hogwarts um ride uh that thing gives me a headache i mm-hmm. hate it um and uh you know may- maybe they've they've worked out some of the, the that's kinks what I w- in that and this is different yeah that's right? what i was gonna say if um 67 year old uh japanese man can can handle it you know that's if he signed point. off on it i think we're gonna be okay you know, a sixty-seven Japan, a sixty-seven-year-old Japanese man has a better diet than I do. Though, Fair, so. point. <laughs> Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Uh, no, this is this is so impossibly cool. Um, I'm uh, I, I I can't wait. Every time I go to Universal, I'm like, man, I wish there was like one more thing here I cared about. Um, because like I can usually spend about half a day. Like I gotta ride Jurassic World. I gotta mm-hmm. ride the Mummy Ride. Um, I gotta walk through uh, Springfield. And then that's kind of it. Like the studio tour is also fun. But uh, if there's one more big thing and that's Super Nintendo World, that, that's all I need. I'm going to take so many pictures, dude, and buy so <laughs> yeah. much stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Just no, it's, wait. It, yeah. It's game over for the bank account. For oh, sure. are you kidding? <laughs> I am going straight to the poorhouse, but I'll look good doing it. <laughs> And finally, the Nintendo 64 app for the Nintendo Switch Online has been updated to version 2.3.1. The update fixes Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards, which uh, had previously included a potential game-breaking bug. That bug is no longer there. Um, We talked about it a couple weeks, uh, so it's just good to close the loop on that and uh, say you can now play the game without fear of that specific thing happening to you. That's so odd. Like, the bug wasn't originally there. Like, they created a bug. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or, you know, something in the emulation uh, created this bug. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, so good on them for fixing it. Uh, I do think it's so funny that they have to, like, update the whole app that, like, it gets a new version number just to, like, <laughs> fix one tiny thing in Kirby. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, this is what happens oh. when you don't, you know, mm-hmm. test your, your stuff all the way. Uh, are, are you a Crystal Shards guy? Oh, yeah. Um, you think I am? My brother is the one who bought it. He's multiple times over the years, 100% of that game. No doubt. Multiple times. Yes. He loves Crystal Shards. That was like his first uh, Kirby game. So, And and look, you, you never forget your first. Fair point. And he was in the perfect like demographic for that, too. I think he was maybe about five or six when it came out. So it, it hit. Everything hit for him in the in the perfect time. Um, I, I was putting off playing it because I, I uh, because of this bug um, and also just because I needed a little distance between we did uh, we did Kirby month in April um, mm-hmm. where we were just playing Kirby games uh, and uh, Crystal Shards is one that we didn't get to, but we played so many other games. So I just needed like a little break from Kirby. Uh, and I think now uh, with this game being fixed, it, it's a perfect time for me to jump into it. Perfect. Go for it. Um, all right. Let's get out of the news. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Adrian Holmes, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. I hope I did okay. (laughs) You did great, man. This was super fun. Um, Is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Um, I, of course, want to plug my my cohorts and I at the Super Gamer Boys. We do a, a video game news show. Uh, we do it live on Twitch every Monday, and then it comes out for the general public on Wednesdays. Uh, I also host a um, book club show for Super Gamer Boys called Super Gamer Book Club, uh, of which, of course, Mr. Patrick has been a guest of, where we talked about uh, the all-time legendary classic that is Super Mario World. Um, so you can definitely find me over there. Uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys and youtube.com slash Super Gamer Boys uh, and your favorite podcast services. Uh, yeah, check them out. It's great. Uh, I've loved every time I've been on. And I've loved everything I've listened to. Uh, they're good guys over there. <laughs> uh All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you can share stuff. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Adrian is at... At Homeboy. uh, At Homeboy, that's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boy is Mm -hmm. B-O-I. And collectively, uh, the show is Nin Cart Society. There's also a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Adrian Holmes, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. <laughs>